thoroughly horrid Millie. Millie. Oh, Millie. When I read this play with my students, it is Millie they talk about for years to come. They detest her instantly. It is actually quite remarkable with what economy of language Radigan is able to make us loathe her. For my students, it usually only takes a few lines. First, there's the fact that she is having an affair, and flagrantly, right there under her own roof. Frank, at least, is uncomfortably conscious that Crocker Harris might at any moment come into the room. Millie simply does not care. But worse, it quickly becomes clear that she is more committed to this affair than Frank, who appears to have cooled to her, and her clingy, jealous desperation is pathetic. When Frank kisses her perfunctorily, she holds him hungrily. She whiningly demands to know where he has been all week, and when he talks of a trip he plans to take to Devonshire, she quickly snaps, Who with? Knowing he doesn't love her, she pleads with him instead for pity, and even threatens that if he doesn't come to her in Bradford, she will kill herself. I always teasingly tell my students that this is a good case study in how not to charm a romantic prospect. She is the very picture of passive-aggressiveness. She's how a lot of the kids I teach come to understand that concept. When Frank produces the cigarette case she gave him as a gift, she says, You haven't given it away yet, I see. Luckily, it's a man's case. I don't suppose any of your girlfriends would want it. When she wants to express her bitterness at having been snubbed over the invitation to Lord's, she says, Funny, you didn't forget the Carstairs invitation. And when Crocker Harris tells Frank they had expected him at Lord's, she says, Not everyone is blessed with your superhuman memory, you see. She treats her husband without love, without respect, without even common decency. She delights in Taplow's mocking imitation. She scorns him for believing he might ever be a success as a schoolmaster. And when she speaks to him directly, she is curt, cold, and condescending. If all this wasn't enough, she is also a pretentious, two-faced name-dropper. Endeavoring to impress Taplow with her family connections, she tells him of a fete her family had attended with his, adding, My uncle, that's Sir William Bartop, you know, made a speech, and so did your mother. And in talking about her farewell visits to the housemaster's wives, with whom she was surely charming and amiable, she calls them the worst, and says they're all so damn patronizing. I'll tell you who's the worst.